Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the start of 10 days of Best Picture nominated movies. Uh, well, do we have an official name for this? Let's brainstorm it now. 10 days of Best Picture nominated movies, 10 days of Oscars. Um, Oscar. Month. Oscar. Oscar 10 days. <laughs> Welcome to the Oz Network for Oscar 10 days, as we are going to spend 10 days talking about the Oscars, specifically the Best Picture nominated movies. And. We decided to start off with the one where Bradley Cooper puts on a Jewish nose. <laughs> oh, that's the one. Not Lazy Eyes? That a, well, a whole bunch of controversy around this movie, which uh, some of it I understand, some of it I don't. Um, but this is that movie, uh, the biopic about Leonard Bernstein, who my knowledge of goes back to one line in R.E.M.'s <laughs> It's the End of the World as You Know It and I Feel Fine. <laughs> and now I know the whole story. So thank you, Bradley Cooper. Um, my name is Colin, and do you know I slept with both of your parents? <laughs> your mum had said that. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> and my name is Ben. I hosted this so you can steal it. <laughs> right, okay. I wasn't going to use that one anyway. Uh, my name is Ben, and who abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule? <laughs> oh, that was the next best one in there. I can't um, do his voice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to start off by... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and sex and airplanes. <laughs> Lady Bruce is not afraid. <laughs> Please keep singing. Not R-E-M R-E-M to me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off by saying um, I almost feel I've been too harsh on Bohemian Rhapsody because this is the worst film ever nominated for Best Picture, maybe. Wow. This, I hated, hated, hated almost wow. everything about this movie. <laughs> Uh, and that's why I chose to do this one first because I hated this movie. It is so boring. It is the epitome of a vanity project. It's like Bradley Cooper said, I want to make a Leonard Bernstein movie. For what reason? I don't know, because I want to play Leonard Bernstein. So also write and direct it. I'm going to make it as pretentious as I could possibly make it. I'm going to go as artsy as anything Mark Forrester did in Quantum of Solace and even more so. Uh, have no story to tell. Have unlikable characters. Um, and basically not even be a movie. So there you go. I hated Maestro. Look, I think a lot of what you said I agree with. Like, uh, it, it, it's definitely a vanity project. The characters aren't likable. There's no real plot. It's just a paint-by-numbers. This is what happened to him throughout his life. I didn't hate it, um, but, I mean, did I love it? No. It, like, it reminded me just of, um, what was the Kate Blanchett one last year? Um, Car. It reminded me of like a boring, uninteresting tar. Like it just kind of had that vibe yeah. to it. Whereas like, I think you remember, I remember last year you're like, oh, you're going to hate tar, but you're going to find boring. I'm like, no, the tar actually wasn't too bad. Um, and I think the difference with that is that Kate Blanchett made 
that character an interesting character and it sort of was an interesting twist on the whole cancel culture with a woman in the front of mm. things. Whereas this, it's like, like I, I am a massive Bradley Cooper fanboy. Can I just say this? I mean, this guy's what, been nominated for like 13 Oscars and he's never won one. He's not going to win any this year either, but I feel bad for him. But yeah, this, there was just something about this where it's like, you talk about hating Bohemian Rhapsody and like people doing like just a, an impression of a person or that you, you, your reference of the TLC, you know, Sunday <laughs> night, Sunday movie or whatever, like, you know, it's just basically that or almost like a Saturday night live impression. I mean, this... To me, I, I know nothing about Leonard Bernstein either. Like, again, I'm similar to you, R.E.M. Like, there's a line in a song. But, like, this just seems like a caricature of a person for two two and a bit hours. You know, I, I disagree mm-hmm. with Rami Malek doing that in Bohemian Rhapsody and some of the other ones you've referenced. But, like, it's it's almost like Bradley Cooper is just taking this material and going, look at me, I can put on a good accent and an impression for two and a bit hours. And, and like, I kind of felt this movie was going to be like that with the way this was promoted. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, get off my YouTube, get off my Instagram. I get it. Bradley Cooper is Leonard. Like the way they keep like advertising it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's too wanky and too self-indulgent. He's going to win an Oscar one day, but it's not for this. Like, like he wasn't this wanky in a star is born. He wasn't this wanky in like American sniper. And that makes me sad because I love Bradley Cooper and I don't know why he's been so wanky around this. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it as much as you did. I mean, I was like, oh, that's Matt Bomer. Good for him. He's in this movie. <laughs> it, it, it's it's The way it's sort of put together is very interesting, like the editing and the way they kind of transition between time. It's it's unique. I think it's a good-looking movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm never going to watch this again, but I didn't hate it as much <laughs> as you did. So, See, I, I, I looked through... All the best picture nominated movies that I know I've been before, which I think were Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Don't Look Up. Um, and all of those were at least interesting. Like there is nothing interesting in this movie. And I'm, I'm seeing reviews from people who seem to obviously be fans of Leonard Bernstein who are offended at the fact that this movie is about nothing where like you had so much to pull mm. from. I don't know the guy's real life story. I, I feel like he's definitely a difficult type of character to make a movie about this movie suffers from a lot of the same issues that Bohemian Rhapsody did, where you're portraying things that are negative character traits, but because it's a celebrity, you present it as if it's not a problem, you know, Um, particularly when it's surrounding his kids in this movie. I'm like, "Eh, I've got some issues with this, but uh, like, I just, I'm sort of the flip side. And we talk about this every time we do a Bradley Cooper movie. Uh, the first thing I was exposed to one was Alias, mm. and I actually just started rewatching Alias from the beginning. And there's a reason he was only on that show for like I think two seasons. And by J.J. Abrams' own admission, it was because the audience hated Bradley Cooper. They hated his character more than they hated him. But it's very hard for me still to this day to separate because Alias is what I probably spent the most amount of time watching him on. So when I see movies like American Hustle. Or Silver Lines, Silver Lines Playbook, I find it very easy to separate because he's very good in that movie. Yeah. Um, but even The Star is Born, it was kind of a struggle for me. Like, The Star is Born, at least it was a movie. It was something. It's like Bradley Cooper went in this movie and it's like he's high for the entire movie. Mm. And he's like, I just got to go crazy. This is like the way people made movies back in the Easy Rider days where it's like nothing really needs to make sense. Let's just be weird and artsy and out there. And don't worry about a story because the people are going to love it anyways because it's going to blow their mind visually. Like, I, I don't know what it, it's it's like seeing a guy who rose as an actor, got a shot at directing, made it a movie that was very popular and very awarded, and then just immediately went off the deep end with his next movie. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Is there a Bradley Cooper trading card in those alias trading cards that I got you? Yes. I yes, there's several. <laughs> clearly didn't look that well. I mean, obviously, I've told the story too. I mean, he was in Nip Tuck sort of just before he, he made it big. Um, I think it was just before the Hangover movies. Um, so, you know, I've, I don't know. I've just always liked I've seen his house when I've been in New York. I know where he lives. So if you, <laughs> He invited you in? Yeah. Ian Scrumpets? He, he, he lives next door to Brooke Shields. <laughs> There's a fun fact for you. Um, they've both got like little houses in like the, the rich... Suddenly Cooper. Yeah, suddenly. <laughs> oh, I'd watch that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is, as I said, like it's a movie that is just, it's screaming out for, look at me, I'm Oscar worthy. Mm. Um, which... Like, I get it. You get Oscar bait movies every single year. And, like, I feel that Bradley Cooper is definitely now one of these actors and now a director as well and producer that he's just, he's going out of his way to try and win an Oscar. And like, I, but again, I think he thoroughly deserves to win one. I mean, I think he's, he's a great actor. and Not for this. <laughs> it's, it is, like, just very over the top. And, like, again, like, maybe we're the wrong audience as well. Maybe we're not the hoity-toity, you know, high folk who's going to watch Leonard Bernstein. Because, like, again... I don't know much about them. And, like, it's different. Like, at least with Bohemian Rhapsody, I think everybody knows Freddie Mercury, whether you're a Queen fan or not. You've at least got some familiarity with it. Like, the one that's going to fascinate me, not only because this is the one I've always said I want to see, one of the two that I really want to see and it's happening, is the Michael Jackson one that's coming out next year, which, I mean, you talk about, like, skating over, um, you know, issues in their life. Um, How are they going to handle the Michael Jackson movie next year, which is going to be very, very interesting, which he's being played by one of Michael Jackson's uh, like nephews or cousins or step, something like an actual family member of Michael Jackson. And have you seen all that, like being cast and they're releasing all the posters for it and everything? And Nia Long. Jermaine's son or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Nia Long, third watchers. Nia Long is playing um, Catherine Jackson, Michael Jackson's mother. So I'm I'm excited for it. That that and the Madonna one would be the two that I'm most excited to see. Anyway, this is Leonard Bernstein, not quite on the same level to me. Um, but, like, I mean, this movie as well is interesting to see how much it was sort of in development for. And this mm. very much nearly was a Steven Spielberg movie. He's still got a producer credit. I think he's just broken, yeah. stretched his record for most uh, Best Picture nominated nominees that he's got. Uh, Martin Scorsese's a producer on this movie as well. Um, so, I mean, I feel like it should be better, right? But, I mean, like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. Did I pay attention to this movie 100%? No. Um, but, like, there's not much to pay attention to. It's not one of these movies that, like, if you kind of go on your phone for 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I missed a conversation he had at a party. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like, this is the thing I will say about this film. I don't feel like I, I went into this movie not knowing much about Leonard Bernstein, knowing nothing about him. What did I learn? I'm like, oh, he was bi. He was love. Bad husband, bad father. <laughs> he didn't like it when you left Snoopy in the vestibule. Um, <laughs> and he smoked and uh, was addicted to alcohol and cheated on his wife. I mean, the, the stuff that was, I mean, I really like, what's her name? Carrie Mulligan. Um, mm-hmm. She, I mean, like the stuff with her towards her end in this movie. Carrie, a real name. Don't start. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, I mean, that was kind of, I mean, there were some great scenes in this movie where you sort of get a bit like, oh, like, you know, that's deep and that's emotional. But again, it's few and far between because again, like I, I want to see a real interview with Leonard Bernstein to see if he sounds like this and acts like this. Like, it's kind of like, I've never, kind of. I've never seen Capote. Right. And I've not, I've mm-hmm. not watched Feud, which has just started yet, which I'm hearing really good things about. So like when I saw, used to see the Philip Seymour Hoffman clips of like Capote and he's got that real, like, it's, it's a very distinct voice. It's a very distinct, you know, way of acting. You're kind of like, is that really how that person is? Like, and it's sometimes almost seems like a parody of them, right? So it's kind of like, I watched this with Bradley Cooper going like, is he, is this a parody? 
or is this really how weird Leonard Bernstein like sounded and acted mm. and and yeah, controversy over a nose? Like, I mean, okay, sure. Well, well, I, I want to talk about that briefly because again, I'm not a fan of this movie, but the criticism that this is getting because you had a non-Jewish actor having a prosthetic nose, this isn't a comment on Judaism. Okay, this mm. is uh, it, this is the same reason why. Rami Malek wore some prosthetics and stuff like that and certain makeup to do Freddie Mercury. Um, if you're playing a celebrity, you need to look as it's, it's somebody that, that the audience knows for the most part. Um, so th the reasoning behind him using a prosthetic nose is more to do with the fact that I, I need to make sure I am this famous person that everybody can visualize. Now, having said that, seeing the real Leonard Bernstein now the prosthetic nose didn't do anything. You still just look like Bradley Cooper in a bad prosthetic <laughs> nose. Uh, I don't even think it's a bad prosthetic nose, but like it doesn't make you look like Leonard Bernstein. So do it, doing the voice, I mean, he definitely got that. And the other controversy of this movie being the fact that they, you cast Bradley Cooper and Carey Mulligan, who are not Jewish, to play a Jewish couple. Again, we talked about our complaints about this. Like, It's not like you're casting a white person to do blackface. Like, At some point, actors have to act. You can't always cast somebody who completely fits who that person is. If you did, they're not acting. Um, so I, I, I want to give some uh, credit to Bradley Cooper that he's he's not being a racist by playing this role uh, or using prosthetic nose. I don't think that's the intention. Uh, and then the fact that uh, what Leonard Bernstein's own family has basically endorsed his performance. And you got Steven Spielberg, the man who made Schindler's List as a producer on this movie. Now, if anybody has a right to be offended, it's not people on the internet. It would be Steven Spielberg. And Steven Spielberg did have, he probably paid for that prosthetic nose out of his own, <laughs> out of his wallet, you know? Yeah. And I mean, but just back to the Michael Jackson movie, how the hell are they going to do that with a nose? Like, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's going to turn out. I mean, we just saw in the Enzo Ferrari movie. I remember sort of like watching that going like, well, I mean, you cast Adam Driver well because Enzo Ferrari had a big nose. So it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's just funny how minuscule people do things over things and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's a nose. Cool. Like it's, you know, <laughs> is this what you really want to talk about this movie? Sure. I mean, like it, actors are actors. Like we, we keep talking about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, stop being so anal about every little thing. Cause then all of a sudden you're going to be like, Oh, well you can't cast that guy as Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wore yellow underwear. He wears orange <laughs> underwear. No, no, not, not only cast people who wear yellow underwear. Mm -hmm. um, looking at the nominations, this has three, four, five, six, seven nominations. That's way too much. Uh, sound, makeup and hair, um, cinematography, original screenplay, actor, actress, and picture. Is uh, it original? Like, is this like obviously not based yeah, off a novel? That... Like, how is a, is a biopic an original screenplay? That, that's sort of the whole debate with Barbie right now, too, because like, well, Barbie has to be an adapted category. It's like, but it's a toy. Like you're adapting it from a toy. Here you have a real story. Like they, just, they need to have much clearer rules on adapt. As far as I'm concerned, adapted means it is based on a story that has mm. existed, regardless of whether it is a published story or not. Um, but I'm, this has a shot for makeup, I guess. <laughs> I don't see it. Controversial. it this, this is like, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a tough one. Uh, but uh, yeah, th this doesn't seem to be in the discussion for pretty much any of the categories. Yeah, second last um, favorite, according to uh, Gold Derby for best what's feature lower? odds. Past Lives is the lowest, but Maestro is second last oh. on the odds right now. That's kind of crazy. When we talk about Past Lives, we're going to talk about that, how crazy that is because Past Lives was like the front runner winning everything a couple months ago. But uh, I don't think this is winning anything. I don't think it deserves to win anything. I don't think it deserves to be nominated in anything here. 
Colin um, really hates this movie. <laughs> I, it's so bad. Like this is not. This is Oscar bait gone wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's the favorite for best makeup and hairstyling. Um, I mean, that's up against Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Society of the Snow, and Golda. I don't know oh, what yeah. those last two ones are, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of ironic that it wins like the one that it's most controversially for, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, as we often talk about, if if you're not a favorite to win best, but generally they try and almost get each of the 10 movies to win an Oscar. Um, so, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if this is going to win any, it's going to be for makeup and, and that. But, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's fine. Uh, I mean, in my ra- – I, I mean, sort of this is the first one that I watched, although obviously I've seen Oppenheimer and Barbie. So I don't know if I we want to count – no, let's not count them in the rankings just yet because, I mean, I've got to rewatch both yeah. of them. But I know where this is in, in, in with those three at the time of recording this. But, um, I, I mean – I, I guess you're going to be binning it and putting it at the bottom, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to say this is top of my rankings right now, even though it is. This is the bottom of my rankings. Uh, <laughs> and let's, I, I've got two movies left to see, and I do want to rewatch Barbie and Oppenheimer, but I I would be shocked if this wasn't very bottom once we finish all this. And I'm 100% binning it. Um, I was going to low rent it, but it was similar. We just, I mean, spoiler alert, we just recorded the Argyle one before this, and I kind of got talked into a low buy with that. I feel like I'm going to be tempted into a high bin because I, I mean, again, like this to me, it wasn't that bad, but like, am I ever going to watch this again? Am I ever going to remember? This is going to be like, I literally look at movies we've done in the last five years for best picture month. And I've gone like, Oh yeah, we watched that. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Oh yeah. Like I'll never see it again. Um, this is one of those ones. I'm literally going to go one day. Oh yeah. I saw that once. It was <laughs> pretty unmemorable. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's a high bar, a bin, high bin. Sorry, oh. um, just ever so slightly, which I don't know. Like it's, 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 this is going to sound weird, but like, it's like Barbie is not a bad movie. It's just not a Ben Waterworth movie. So therefore, mm-hmm. like to me, and again, you're going to disagree. I don't think this is a bad movie. I just think it's not uh, a Ben Waterworth movie. I don't movie. think it's a movie. That's <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a paid by numbers TLC Saturday afternoon. Yeah. The TLC which- story. On that note, uh, I, I recently, around the time this came out, I saw like one of these lists of, you know, ranking the best biopics ever made. And the the VH1 or whatever, Hallmark, whatever it was, TLC TV movie <sighs> one, almost cracked the top 10. I'm like, I actually really got to see this now. Oh, this thing was beating list. out stuff like Wolverine Rhapsody. What, what list was that? Best biopics ever made? <laughs> oh, there's probably a million of those lists. I'd have to track it down. Uh, but no, this is um, until... Sadly, this is what the Oscars are about. Somebody famous, somebody somebody famous made a movie about somebody famous until they actually create a category for outstanding achievement and unnecessary music biopic. We're going to keep getting <laughs> stuff like this nominated. So and the award I'm, for <laughs> most unnecessary achievement. <laughs> That's a good category. Um, yeah, so double bin because I'm 100% binning this. Uh, currently first and last on our list. Tomorrow, though, we are talking what? I've already forgotten. The Holdovers. Oh, the holdovers. Now, this is one that uh, I won't give anything away my opinions on, but this is one of the few ones that Jamie has actually seen. Because uh, I think Oppenheimer might be the only other one that she's actually watched. Uh, yeah, I-, I remember for months when this came out, uh, wanting to see it, wanting to see it, wanting to see it, and then finally Jamie and I were able to see it. So uh, I'll be able to I'll be able to give a small review of Jamie's uh, uh, tomorrow's episode. Why does well, she join us? She never joins us. Lazy Jamie. What has she got? Kids uh, to look after or something? She's 
yeah, she's got kids to look after, and then she's got people to yell at. And, uh, uh, kids are like people to yell at. I think this is one of the ones that I'd seen a little bit on, and like kind of obviously seeing that Paul Giamatti is getting a lot of great reviews and everything along those lines. So um, this is one of the few that I was actually looking forward to watching. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. That's, that's all I will say right now. All right. So let's talk about it in 24 hours. Let's do this. Oh, let's do this again in 23 hours and 30 minutes. How about that? I agree with you, Colin Hilding. Great job. Thank you. I, I try my hardest. Um, listen for whatever other stuff we have. What day is this going out on March the 1st? So uh, you will be hearing a movie recap next week, maybe for Ghostbusters, or maybe it already was last week. I don't know. Um, I think it was next Colin week, Hilding right? knows our schedule. No, it's next week. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got uh, 24 episodes call? as well. Who are you going to call? Um, not Bradley Cooper. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, though, uh, for a nice Saturday episode on the holdovers. Uh, my name is Colin, and it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. And my name is Ben, and I love people so much that it's hard for me to be alone. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.